the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on May 17, 2002, and this is a special uh, edition, of a second of two parts with uh, Sam Parides of Gun Owners of California. Um, I said there's so much stuff out there with these crazy, both California national administrations. It's got us all triggered enough to really focus in on gun issues and gun ownership issues uh, for this uh, in the last show. So, uh, but before we get into that, let me reintroduce you to our panel again. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer from the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. In our lower left-hand corner, we have our special guest today, and that's Sam Paredes of Gun Owners of California, here to talk to us about some of these really uh, interesting issues on guns. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so... You know, this is kind of an interesting one, this uh, first topic we're going to jump into on this show, and that's uh, uh, ensuring your way to gun safety. And this is something that's popped up in California recently in San Jose, and uh, they recently voted, uh, I believe their city council, I think it was, that voted on it, and they had uh, uh, said that, you know what, we're going to uh, uh, try and put some uh, insurance and, I guess, uh, tax on, on the guns in order to uh, help deal with, I guess, the, you know, gun violence issues or something. I, I'm not quite sure of exactly how they think that's going to solve it all. But unfortunately, we have Sam here to talk to us about it. And and it did pass. So that article said it was, you know, I guess it was up for a vote. But, uh, you know, here we have another article said, yep, the, it, it actually did pass in February of this year. So uh, this is, uh, you know, really going to say, hey, you know, uh, gun owners have to carry special liability insurance and um, you know, I, I, I actually kind of, from a market perspective, I like the idea of pricing risk, but I tell you, this seems to have a whole lot of problems when you really think about it. And Sam, why don't you tell us a little more about it? Sure. Mayor Licardo of, of San Jose sold this as um, a requirement that people by uh, gun owners uh, are being required to have liability insurance to be able to pay for the results of uh uh, gun shootings. And um, ultimately, uh, we pointed out to him and the, the media finally accepted the fact, and even he agreed that, well, you can't actually require people to buy uh, uh, liability insurance to pay for a criminal act. So um, this liability insurance um uh, is, is it just isn't going to go towards paying for the, the victims of, of uh, gun shooting. So th th this was just kind of a lost leader that he that he had. And as you can imagine, this is another precursor requirement where the government is requiring somebody to do something before they can exercise an enumerated constitutional right, a right exactly. that is in the Bill of Rights, in our Constitution, but no, it's not yours until you buy liability insurance in order to be able to pay for the results of, of uh, gunshot victims. Um, 
you know, waiting periods uh, so that we can make sure that you are a law-abiding citizen before you exercise a, a constitutional right. Uh, so Mayor Licardo used this as a, as a you know, uh, it's basically a campaign ploy. There's a several lawsuits that have, are in the process of being filed or have been filed to challenge this wholly unconstitutional issue. You can't buy, there is no insurance policy that you can buy that's going to pay for the misuse of a firearm. It doesn't exactly. exist. Exactly. You, you know, but Jason, but Jason, I was a little bit confused by your statement. You say this is a market, the market um, pricing out risk, which, which, which is maybe true in a sense. But what we have here going on, what do you have here going on, is that the criminal is the one who's going to commit a criminal act, but the gun owner a law-abiding gun owner is one who's going to be paying paying the um the 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 price for the liability insurance. I don't see how that is the market is is working efficiently here. If if this is allowed to go through, I don't see that at all. Well, I I think that the issue would be, and I, Tim, I'll let you in. I just wanted to answer uh, Leon real quick here, but I I think I don't the know issue where is, to start. <laughs> well, the, the the issue is if if it were truly something like, let's say, for instance, you were managing explosives on your property or something, and you had to have uh, insurance so that your neighbor, you know, uh, in case something your your thing blew up and it damaged your neighbor's property, you know, maybe you could see some kind of a parallel there. But this is something kind of uh, weirdly different, and it, it like Sam was saying, it, it totally uh, ties into the aspect of a criminal here. And and one of the questions I had as well too is, have they even talked about pricing? I mean, what kind of pricing would they even have to do with this? Because I know when they talk about environmental regulations, they talk about like pricing of like putting ten million dollars uh, per life on a lot of regulations that go through. I you know how would you even begin to put the insurance on a handgun? And have they even put a price signal on that. Tim, were you going to say something before I respond? I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting. Go ahead and answer that okay. one, Sam. Um, they, they ultimately admitted because every lawyer, every um, uh, uh, consultant to the city council pointed out, hey, guys, you can't, there is no insurance policy that will pay for the criminal misuse of a firearm. So the best you can do is require them to have what is equivalent to an umbrella policy in case they have an accident. It was not a malicious or illegal uh, uh, use of a firearm and, and an accident occurred. Um, but most insurance policies have riders that exclude uh, accidents with firearms. Um, it, it would be analogous to, to requiring people to get uh, insurance for the misuse of driving a vehicle. Now, most automobile policies for accidents, they're, they're all covered. And then if, if you're partially at fault, they they graduate that, you know, you're 20% at fault, the other person's 80% at fault, but they will not uh, uh, cover, their policies will not cover the actual misuse of a, of a vehicle. When you commit an act with a vehicle, you run into a business or run over people on purpose, uh, or, or you drive and I, I was drunk. just thinking of what, what, what Nosha or whatever that was up in Wisconsin, where the guy drove through, I, I think it was a stolen vehicle, uh, and he mm -hmm. drove through a crowd. And I mean, $50,000 liability is probably the minimum somebody had to have on that car, maybe 100000 somewhere. That, that couldn't even begin to cover the damage that that guy would have yeah. done in that parade. True. True, so, true. Sorry, go 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 ahead. I just want to bring that up since you brought the car. No, I, I think the insurance companies would say, you know what, we, we're not responsible for, for paying anything as a result of that criminal act. This was not an yeah. accident. 
this was an, exactly. an intentional act. And you know, you're on your own, buddy. Uh, you're you're outside of the policy uh, uh, rules and guidelines. So uh, tough toast. Uh, that that we're not covering that. So uh, and and whether it's insurance, whether it's San Jose requiring all residents of the city of San Jose to pay a fee if they are gun owners, as uh, 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 so that they can exercise the privilege of owning guns within the city of San Jose. That's another one of these precursor conditions on the exercising of a constitutional right. Clearly, clearly unconstitutional. And, and the mayor knows it. And he's willing to spend millions of dollars in San Jose, uh, city of San Jose uh, uh, resources out of their budget to fight this in court, knowing full well that he's going to have his rear end handed to him in a legal basket. He's going to lose and he knows it. So this is this is a an egotistical uh, 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 politician who's using this to to try to score brownie points for his eventual run for for Congress or governor or emperor or king or whatever, whatever it is that he wants to do in the future. He, he is a, a small time tyrant and he wants to take that to, to higher levels. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I like that analogy, a lost leader of a, of a, of a act. Um, because he's he's just going to use that. He's going to reach into there. You know, ah, if it wasn't for those terrible Republicans, I would have been able to pass this gun insurance, gun owners insurance thing, and it, it, we would have solved all our problems. You know, and life would have been just a bowl of cherries. But no, those evil Republicans. That's why you need to elect me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Leon, what were you going to say, buddy? Yeah, but all of this, yeah, yeah, thank you. That all this gets back to the issue of the of the government trying to make us get their permission, the government's permission, for us to exercise our enumerated constitutional right. This is this is really problematic. I think this could not withstand uh, a constitutional scrutiny. It will not stand. I don't think so. Hundred percent, I agree. I agree. And and as we discussed previously, um, these rights were not granted to us by government. They were enshrined in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution because they pre-existed the existence of this country. These rights are human rights that are God-given or by our creator, as they, as they said in the Declaration of Independence. And they wanted to make sure I mean, there were some of our founding fathers were saying we don't need to do this because everybody knows what rights are and what God-given rights are. And 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 thankfully, there were a, a bunch of knuckleheads back then who said, hey, listen, in generations to come, they're going to forget about the sting of, 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 of uh, uh, sacrifice and revolting against a, a tyrannical government. They're going to forget about what liberty and freedom is, and they're going to uh, infringe on our rights and tyranny will rise again. So we want to enshrine at least these 10 rights that pre-existed the Constitution and cannot be taken away by government because they were not granted by government. So exactly. uh, that's that's freedom and liberty, man, at, at the core. Well, the, the, the Declaration of Independence clearly stated, endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. 100%. Well, you know, since we're talking tyrants, uh, uh, the Biden administration has recently come down on ghost guns 
And so that's kind of an interesting topic. It's it's sort of a, I, you know, I, I hadn't really heard of that term until about five, four or five years ago, maybe, or something like that. It's kind of recent. But, uh, you know, essentially these are guns that you can sort of buy the parts via mail and just sort of assemble yourself, I guess. And, um, you know, they, so they don't have serial numbers on them. But uh, so Biden is taking action. And, uh, you know, if he's taking action, it's probably something really bad about to happen. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, can you, you fill us in a little bit about what's going on with Biden and ghost guns? Sure. There's two aspects of this. Number one, uh, as, as Leon pointed out earlier, terminology is important. The term ghost guns was coined by the same people who coined assault weapon. They are politically generated terms in order to create this scary, evil black cloud that exists out there and, and to demonize a, a class of firearms. So uh, I reject the terminology of, of, of ghost guns. Um, what they reflect are firearms that do not have a serial number. Now, since before the creation of our country, I have to go back to, to history, People have been making their own guns in their own homes since forever. As a matter of fact, had people not had the right to do that and exercise that right, we would have never won the Revolutionary War because people were making their own guns or going to their neighbor who was good at making guns. And, and, and they, these were the guns that they took uh, in the militias to 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 fight against tyranny and, and and Great Britain, so we've had these unserialized guns since forever. In America, people have since that time um, have been making guns in their own homes without serial numbers, totally legally. There are millions of them in private possession. We've had them forever. Uh, people have made guns. They're they're legal to use and. There are maybe some restrictions if they want to sell them because they require a serial number in order to sell them, which they can apply a serial number and then they can legally sell them. But it has been happening forever. So now um, uh, free market entrepreneurs develop procedures using the guidelines from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and generated these kits that are not full firearms. They're not recognized by the government as firearms. They, they have 80% of the work has been done on the, on the receivers or the frames that typically have the, the serial numbers. And then the purchaser, that is a legal item that is not a gun. Then they can add, do 20% more work on it in order to turn it into a legal gun. And it would be the same as building a musket in your own home at Revolutionary War times. It would be the same thing. As long as they do not commit a crime with that gun, um, the, the, there's nothing illegal about it. But the government believes that somehow, mis miraculously, by having serial numbers, they are able to, to stop gun crime. Well, we know for a fact over and over for decades and decades and decades that that registration and serial number tracking does very little to actually solve crimes all it does is it might uh trace the ownership of a gun all legal transfers all the way to the time they were manufactured but it doesn't help to solve crime so you have these unserialized guns that are built by people in their own homes yeah, let, let, let me just interject here. You, yeah. you know, the, the, people aren't taking their Dremel tool and and taking this 80% uh, receiver and then, you know, hacking away. You know, they're, they're not sitting there with their 
you know, their, their uh, pocket knife and just peeling off enough to, to get it down to where it'll fit. This is sophisticated machinery. That's this correct. is machine shop kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. Now, you know, it, it, you know, do you have to have a, a, a degree uh, from um, uh, M? What is it? Massachusetts. MIT. MIT. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have to have a degree in MIT to operate the machinery? No, but guess what? The average criminal, you think they're going to buy, first of all, buy all this machinery and then learn how to use it? They, they haven't even passed third grade yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the whole thing about this has got zero, as Sam has pointed out on another angle, to do with crime. It's mm -hmm. all got to do with us evil taxpaying minions having these unregistered uh, or unserialized uh, weapons, as if that ever stopped anybody. Oh my God, oh God, you know, I can't go murder, I can't do that drive-by shooting with this uh, Glock nine millimeter. It's got, it's registered the original owner, the guy we stole it from, you know? <laughs> and, and so, yeah, you know, that's Tim. where they, get, look, if you're a criminal, guess what? You're not gonna get an 80% lower learn how to use the machinery to grind it down into a, the rest of the 20% now make it to where you can bolt on and screw on or however you get on the barrel and uh, you know, the stock and, and the, the grip and the magazine and everything else. Okay. You're not, all you're going to do is go to your, you know, your local homeboy and ask him, you know, does he have any stolen guns for sale? Oh, here's one, 20 bucks. You can have it. It's a nice little Glock 19. 20 okay. bucks. Where can I get that, that Tim? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. I wonder. Well, you know, you, you, you guys... know your homeboy. See, I mean, there, there are some aspects of white privilege. It's just not yeah. very good, very much of a privilege. <laughs> All right. And, and so you got to pay full, full retail and go get it registered and all that so that when you do your drive-by shooting they're all going uh wow where'd those bullets come from oh, is it a registered gun or an unregistered gun Tim, what you're saying is is something really important and again opening your eyes to the truth uh most people who try to 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 build out their 80 percenters so many of them end up with a piece of junk because they don't know how to do it. They try to do it with a Dremel tool or a file or something like that. And, and they fail miserably and they, and they're, they're a piece of junk. But if you think about it, what has been, why have we seen this rise in, in, in ghost guns that are collected by law enforcement? It's because, can, wait, let me finish. I, real okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go, no, no, no. I, I was just going to try to finish your sentence, but that's, that's impolite. Go, go ahead, Sam. Fire Every away. time a criminal takes a serialized gun and obliterates the serial number on the gun, you have what is defined as a ghost gun. And now, yeah. which has been occurring since forever, and yeah. now that, that they have a category to put those those guns in to, to collect data on, all of these guns that have been uh, had their serial numbers obliterated now fall under the category of ghost guns. They've been around forever. Criminals, first thing they do is they they scrape off, they they gr grind off, scratch off the serial numbers, they obliterate it so they cannot be read. Now we are identifying those as ghost guns, not the guns, 80 percenters that people are making at home. So they're padding the numbers and making it look like some sort of an epidemic that doesn't exist. Again, 
we're talking about people who are looking for the cracks that they can stick their fingernails in to break open the 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 the, the dam of of um, gun control, and 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 they're they're imagining and coming up with these these things that they think will catch the public attention and will make them sympathetic to their to their position. So I'm gonna. I, I'm sorry. I was. Well, well, I, this was real direction. quick. I, I, I just yeah. uh, imagine King George because you talked about how far back you go. I imagine King George was after all those ghost guns of the founding fathers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's actually uh, pretty good. It's it's more along my lines uh, that I was gonna when I was interjecting uh, very um, uh, impolitely uh, with what Sam was going on and. Um, no, I was just going to say that the, the the reason why there's so many of these people buying 80% lowers that are unserialized is because they don't want the government, they're afraid of the government coming to get their guns. Because if they're serialized and they're registered to you, if they know where you are uh, and who owns this particular gun and it comes time, they, they finally figured a way that they're going to go get them. Uh, and w without starting World War III here in America or some some civil a lot of civil unrest, if they figure that out, they're they're afraid the people that are buying these eighty percent lowers of being on the list. Okay, mm -hmm. they want to have a gun that they that the government doesn't know about, mm -hmm. and you know, and who can blame them with all these morons going around yelling about? how they're going to take your AR-15 and you don't have a right to it and your AK and we're going to come after you and blah, blah, blah. God, no kidding. They're going to come up with a solution to that. Oh, now that is free market. Well, Tim, you know, you brought up World War III. And so I wanted to get us into this other article. We talked about it before, but on the show, but it, we didn't have Sam on. And also we hadn't given this country money as well. Maybe we could get the image up on this one too. But uh, so, you know, we've been funding Ukraine's war effort and Ukraine is literally handing out guns to all their citizens in order to fight for their liberty. And I just, you know, I, 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 the, the juxtaposition or the irony of these same people who are for gun control being so willing to hand out guns to people in other countries to fight for their liberty is just, I, it's, it's, uh, it's just, kind of it just makes you take a, a double take i guess to say are these the same people <laughs> but i mean literally are you are you, lost upon, are you lost upon the hypocrisy there <laughs> <laughs> yeah if they weren't hypocrites they wouldn't be politicians i guess <laughs> you know jason what you're saying is so true um first of all here in america there are a lot of people who are looking at what's happening in, in the ukraine and saying boy if it can happen there is it possible that it can happen here? That's one aspect. The other aspect is you have a lot of the neighboring countries, Serbia and Croatia and some of the Baltic states who are all saying, uh, several of them are adding a second amendment to their constitutions because they have realized that the reason that America has never been invaded is because as Admiral Yamamoto once said, we will never invade the West Coast of the United States because behind every blade of grass will be an American with his own gun to kill us, to stop us. And, yeah. and they're realizing that that there comes a time when when you may be required to defend your own, not only your home, but your country with your own firearms. 
and and you have to have the ability to do that. Switzerland figured that out a long, long time ago. Thankfully, the United States has the Second Amendment, and we have 50 million guns uh, in private possession here in California. Probably, you know, uh, five or, or 10 million guns are, are owned by Californians. Um, and 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 situations like the Ukraine is opening people's eyes to the possibilities of what can happen even in their own countries. And it's changing minds. It's changing minds. And that's a, that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, you know, if uh, we don't have too much more to say on this one, I, this is a good segue into our good guys with guns because mm-hmm. as they're Matt. handing out these, uh, these, Oh, sorry. We you about to say something or, Oh, sorry. I, well, I, 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 yeah, I, I thought we understood. I couldn't do good guys because I'm down to one, um, uh, one device. I've only, and that's where I would read my good guys with guns, and I can't even do that. So. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so what I guess, I guess, I guess good, good, good guys with guns got shut down today, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it> did. <laughs> but we yes, talked about did. a lot of other good guys with guns things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I could do it from memory. I mean, it'd be pretty good because uh, it was a guy. We'll save it again. But I mean, some guy in Philadelphia was sitting on his front porch minding his own business when a guy comes up with a with a bike and announces, "You're about to be robbed." Well, the guy sitting on his front porch happened to be a concealed weapon carrier, and he had a permit. Oh, my God. That means he can protect himself because he's got a little piece of paper that says so. Yeah. And so uh, so he whips out his gun and shoots the guy one time in the head. And then the guy had, was in the, somehow got his gun out and fired a couple of rounds off before he uh, passed out and died. Um, on the sidewalk there, uh, but they both missed our, our uh, good guy, apparently. And, um, and then the police came and uh, the, guy, the, the guy sitting on his front porch, minding his own business, uh, told him the story. And, you know, who, who's going to, I guess there were no witnesses. So, you know, certainly not going to get a complaint from the dead guy. Uh, so, I, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying I know for sure what happened there, but one thing, uh, um, I think we can call it a good guy with a gun right there in Philadelphia last, uh, just early May, early May. There you have it (laughs) from memory. I'm a 70 year old, I'm a 70 year old. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many cases, guys, of, of, uh, a good person with a gun stopping a crime. The, the, one, of, one of the issues that, that goes along with that is when they stop a crime, they've stopped a potential mass murder, and that doesn't meet the news narrative. So it, you, you don't hear about them yeah. very often. But we have a case um, back east where there was the, the uh, a church shooting. A guy went in with an with a, uh, AR-style rifle and, and shot a bunch of people. A guy who lived right across the street from the church heard the shooting. He was barefooted jumped got his own ar the guy came out trying to reload his gun and he he shot him got into a car and died later but thanks uh to to this guy he stopped him from committing any more uh uh, uh, gun deaths and that gentleman uh is now one of the spokesmen for gun owners of america and he talks Mm -hmm. about the issue of good guys with guns preventing uh, deaths and saving lives. We have cases where in a church, a guy comes in with a shotgun, opens up his coat, kills somebody. And then three 
parishioners stood up and shot the guy in his in his where he was standing, and then they went and covered him uh, to make sure that he would not be able to shoot anybody else. We've got a case at a at a, a mall up here in 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 uh, the state of Washington where a guy gets, goes into a mall and starts shooting, and it was a concealed carry permit holder who pulled out his own gun and stopped him from from killing anybody. We have over and over and over stories, um, and and you know what? Every time that a police officer or law enforcement officer stops some a uh, 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 shooter, that's a good guy with a gun. And yeah. we yeah. all share that same responsibility or the right to respond in that manner for self-preservation, preservation of our loved ones, innocent people. And if we have the opportunity to do that, we do it all the time. That's why the fact of the matter is that Three million times a year, law-abiding citizens are good guys and use guns to successfully defend themselves most of the time without ever firing around. Yes. And, yeah. and when you take into consideration that we have on the average 16,000 criminal homicides per year with a, with a gun, if you take away the opportunity of those 3 million people to have the firearms to be survivors, you are by definition going to turn them into a, a lot of them into victims. And that 15, 16,000 deaths per year is going to go into the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, or maybe even a million. So when, when people talk about the scourge of gun deaths and absolutely absolutely but that number would be infinitesimally higher if if law-abiding citizens did not have the opportunity to defend themselves to be the good guy and to use a firearm to be survivors as opposed to victims well, and, that, not and, Sam, and that is exactly why we have a second amendment and a enumerated right in our constitution well, that and to stand up to the government too. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know. But aside from the good guy with the gun, just the threat of the good guy having the gun too does something, which is you know why all these you know uh, gun-free zones, uh, you know, the, the, the crooks don't seem to pay much attention to those rules. <laughs> no, the, the, the government is advertising target-rich environments when they exactly. Is yeah. gun-free zones. They know that if they're going to go and, and commit an act of evil, that they know they're not going to face any opposition, yeah. and yeah. The, the, the possibility of them getting injured is greatly reduced. So where do they go? You know, out of the last twenty, you know, mass shootings, I believe twenty of them occurred in gun-free zones. Yes. So what does that tell you? Again, it's not rocket science. But it is a uh, 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 eyes wide open view at liberty and fact. Yeah. So uh, an an armed, armed society is a free society. An unarmed society is a subjugated society. And speaking of subjugated societies, uh, we, we're gone just a little bit long, but I wanted to squeeze in our uh, knucklehead noise patrol real quick. And so uh, one guy who wants us to be a, a little more of a disarmed society is Beto O'Rourke, uh, uh, who is, uh, he ran for president back in 2016 on the Democrat side. And at that time, he said, hell yes, we're going to take away your AK-47s and AR-15s. So, you know, he is clearly, he couldn't have been more clear about what his position was 
<laughs> gun rights on some yeah, of these Yeah, well, now that he's running for governor of Texas, exactly. he knows that saying that to Texicans is the kiss of death. So he's changing yeah. his tune and saying, well, you know, I didn't really mean that. And I do believe in the Second Amendment and your right to own guns and stuff like that. So never mind what I said in the past. Never mind yeah. all of that stuff. It, it, it's the here and now. And please elect me governor of Texas. Well, but, well, but sort of. He's, this guy is confused because he did say exactly what you said. And then a week later, he came back and said, I don't think we should have AR-15s or AK-47s on the street. I haven't seen. I, I've seen what they do to my fellow Texans uh, in El Paso in 2019. I haven't changed a thing about that. I'm just telling you. I'm going to focus on what I can actually do as governor and where the common ground is. So, so this guy he's still kind of bouncing around like a ping pong ball. But I think it's pretty clear. His first statement is probably the real one. Hell yes, I'm going to take away your guns. <laughs> well, give the guy, give the guy a break, okay? Give the guy a break. The guy can't make up his mind, you know. You have, you have, you have the brain, a brain of mush. So give the guy a break, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jim, you got any last insights on, on <laughs> our friend Beto? <laughs> Beto. No, you know, I'm I, I'm in agreement. The the guy's original statement about wanting to that ARs and so such cannot or should not be on the streets. They act like it. they're out, you know, my God, look at all these people walking around downtown uh, LA here with uh, ARs. I can't believe how many people are, you know, or whatever, Detroit or, you know, you pick a city, uh, like they're all running around with ARs. Um, and as, as if ARs are even a big portion of crime. It's just an infinitesimally right. small portion of, of, right. of general firearm related crime where actually it was, you know, was not used in self-defense or not police uh, use of a firearm, but um, actual criminal use of a firearm. You know, they, they don't lug ARs around Be Bezo or Beto. You Bozo is they 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 carry little nine millimeter striker fired nine millimeter uh, pistols because they're easy to conceal and they and every because they steal them you know everybody's got them they're not that many people that have ARs to be honest you know they, right. of the general public but a lot of people have have handguns and so they'll steal whatever they can find if it's a thirty eight special revolver they'll steal that they don't care they they just want to be able um, to have a gun that they can intimidate with and commit crime with. And they don't need an AR-15 for that. They just need the little handgun. So, you know, th these people, again, it's not about crime. It, it never has been. It's about subjugating the average American law-abiding patriotic citizen to their power. That's exactly and only what is in their feeble minds they're poisoned in their insane minds they're complete tyrant minds you know i don't think like a tyrant so you know i don't i don't want to you know run your life i just i'm having my hands full running mine okay and so i i just want i just want to be able to defend myself and um you know and i can afford an ar so well, i don't have one but i you know i got got enough other fun stuff so um, you know, I just want to protect myself. That's all. That's a, is what it comes down to. And part of the Second Amendment is protecting the nation from outside invasions. And we're supposed to repel them, repel invasions and um, 
what is it to the insurrections uh subdue come on leon help me out you're always so good at this or sam uh, uh, um Rep repel and remove uh, yeah you got me today you got me today you got me today uh, oh my god oh well at least okay it's catching all right so anyway um <laughs> the <laughs> so um it's going to come to me as soon as this this uh i, I stop watching my uh, the vision of my lips going blah, 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 blah. so um the uh yeah anyway that's that's part of the second amendment there's numerous parts protect ourselves protect us from government overreach but also protect us from governments or invasions or people from the outside as an organized militia of people and then when we are that organized we're under the the command and control of the commander-in-chief and that's the president Okay, it's all spelled out in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, the two of them together, spell everything out, and they're all coinciding with each other. It's, it's like one story, it's not two. So, so um, anyway, I've, I've gone long, and, and I'll let you finish up, Jason. Well, I think I think in the end, I think it's safe to say Biden is probably a follower of, uh, excuse me, uh, Beto is probably a follower of the Democrat sage Biden on gun control, which is just get a shotgun and fire it through the front door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's about the end of our show today. But Sam, did you have any final words you wanted to give people on your organization, uh, um, the uh, uh, gun owners of California? If you want information on how you can be a part of the process in 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 restoring and then protecting and defending the Second Amendment, we invite you to, to join Gun Owners of California at gunownersca.com. Uh, we have a, a boatload of information on what's happening in the legislature, what's happening in elections, and what's happening in the courts. So um, there are far more people, many, many millions more people are buying guns. Now yeah. uh, you've got to put your attention on what you need to do to keep those guns uh, for all of the purposes that you've decided to make that decision to to arm yourself, to to protect yourself. So uh, we invite you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about these super important issues. Um, and thank you for uh, sharing the the, the, the the light of truth and and with humor and yet with with uh, great conviction and and factually. And that is so important. So thank you, guys. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, Sam. Right. Thank you, Sam. Great having you again. Really. Until next yes, time. <laughs> Everyone stay free. Indeed. Right. Indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.